Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Greetings, tomatoes. I'm Cheryl Benton, your happy hour host today, and we are talking about a subject that goes straight to the heart of the three tomatoes. And it's actually why we started in the first place, because we're talking about the invisible woman. And it's a phenomenon that usually starts to happen somewhere in our 40s. And it's not so much that we feel invisible. It's that society stops seeing us and and we start to feel irrelevant. And we really don't have to look any further, really, than ads from marketers who either don't market to us at all or don't see us as we see ourselves. And my guest today is an expert in this area. She's Erica Feit. She is the co-founder of Fancy, a woman-owned New York City creative ad agency that specializes in helping brands understand how to market to women over 40, 50, 60, and beyond. And they recently surveyed 500 women who all agreed on one thing, and that's that when it comes to selling us products, advertisers are missing the mark. So welcome, Erica. I'm so happy to have you here today. Hi, Cheryl. It's so nice to be here today. Thanks for asking me to come on. I know, and I'm really excited to have this this conversation because, as I said, it's you know it's been yeah. our whole our whole mission for a lot, quite a lot of yeah. years now. So I'd love to hear your perspective about this this invisible phenomenon and and how midlife and beyond women are perceived, and it and it's by brands and it's really media who who really play a major role in how we are seen or not seen by society. So tell us why this became so important to you and why you've co-founded an agency to focus on these issues. Sure. Well, there were a few reasons, starting with um, just the personal experience of myself and my co-founder, Katie Keating. So we'd been in the admins for many, many years and often working on beauty and female focused brands. And we had never in our whole career, which is maybe 20, 30 years, worked on a product that really wanted to communicate with women over 40. And the cutoff was always 35, you know, millennials are the target. And which is kind of funny because now they're millennials are almost 40. So I love yeah. that. But, um, but we, we really understood, of course, because we were that age ourselves that women over 40, um, form a really wealthy and diverse and wonderful demographic. And we just couldn't understand why brands wouldn't want to reach out to her just because of the money they have, you know, it just seemed really obvious. So that was going on. And also we were creative directors at these advertising agencies and we were over 40 ourselves. And this was a time 11 years ago when only 3% of the creative directors in advertising were women. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, ex yes. And in fact, in my previous position, 
I was the only female global creative director or, or a high level, any kind of creative director at the network I worked in of about 40 people. So, um, so that was crazy. And it also just made no sense that here we had 97%, if you take away the 3% women creative directors, 97% of the creative that was being created for women basically, because women are responsible for around 80% of household uh, purchases, purchase decisions. So 97% of the creative directed at them was made by men. Which and, and not only men, but probably men under the age of 40. Too. Yeah, totally little, you know, young dudes. So, yes. Um, so that, that really was the situation. And it seemed like there was a, a need, a really big need for that. Someone to speak to these, this group. Exactly. And I, and I, and I fell in love with your whole concept a while ago. And I, and I was like, you know, I spent my first career in the New York ad agency business and I was like, yay, finally someone gets it. So, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of what you're doing. So let's take a look at the over 40 woman and who she is, because as you point out in your survey, and obviously you're, 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 it's, we're not one big homogeneous group here, are we? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I mean, women over 40 are such a diverse group. I would, I would say probably the most diverse kind of group you could find. Um, it's such, a, such an interesting time because so many things can be happening. Um, it's just very difficult to define this group. So for instance, a, a woman over 40 or in her 40s could be the mom of a toddler. She could have a newborn, even in their in your fifties now, yes, but true. And or you could have a college age student, or be a grandmother, or not even a mother. I mean, there's so many options in that in in that case. And then also, as far as career, like it's a it's a time when many women are either reaching the peak of their career or they are starting a new career. In fact, most new businesses are started by women over fifty. So, um, so you've got all these people with new careers or, or just deciding they're gonna retire, you know, like of everything there. Um, and then they also are in this crazy position of being sort of what we call the sandwich generation, where you could be taking care of your old aging parents while you're also taking care of children and probably supporting a household. So there's just all those things going on as in addition to um, it's the time when most divorces take place. So a lot of people are entering the, entering the dating market or they have this long time relationship or they have never had one, you know? So there's lots of variety there. And um, it's a real time for many women of discovery. They're going through a time where they're just kind of, some of them are deciding, I don't need to, you know, be anything for anyone. I can just accept myself you're considering me invisible anyway. So why not just right. like, do what I want to do? And, and a lot of them are taking charge of things that they never really paid enough attention to before, like their pleasure, their sexuality, really owning all these things that um, are important. Exactly. And it can be a time of such great, um, of such great freedom too, you know? So yeah. I think, yeah. you know, we see that, but you know, we're certainly what we're hearing and what makes it you know, more of an interesting challenge for marketers certainly is 
that we're not all there's a lot of different segments yeah, yeah, of sure, this sure. you know midlife and beyond group but your survey did find though that as we as we grow older there is a lot of consensus though especially when it comes to not feeling seen by brands so let's let's talk about that a little bit what you well, found yeah because, and, and I think the women don't understand it. I mean, they, they, they would agree that that's confounding because it's at a point in their lives where they're just feeling really good about themselves in general and they have money and they're being ignored by brands and they really want relationships with brands. I mean, it's unlike a lot of people who are targeted all the time and are kind of sick of it. These people really want a brand that understands them and wants to connect with them. And, I can't explain, except that we're so used to this. Millennials are such a giant group of people. Right. And uh, I think, you know, a lot of the people in marketing are are really young too, so. Yeah, and I think that's that's definitely part of the issue. We could talk about that a little later. <laughs> definitely is it definitely is with yeah. some of the media people because I've I see that firsthand with the three tomatoes. But let's look a little bit about the big picture because you know the 40 plus women that you surveyed were definitely not impressed with most of the advertising that's supposedly targeted to us. And I know throughout your survey, you have, I love some of the comments that people, people left to like one of them was, you know, women are often portrayed as overly emotional, weaker and concerned only with their looks. So what were sort of the big picture things that came out of this for you? So much that they don't see things that are targeted to them. They just feel like they are just totally invisible. And I was looking over at these quotes and I, and they're fascinating. They were things like, you know, unless um, I, they don't even think about us if we don't belong on either the golden, the girls, remember that show or the golden girls, and they don't value women 40 plus or even see us as people. And these are actual verbatims from people that were in our survey. And, um, you know, they think that women over 40 either want to eliminate wrinkles or are sick and need to be medicated. It's really depressing. <laughs> I love, I love that one. It's so true. I mean, if you look, yeah, if you look at, you know, if you look at the ads, I mean, that we see all the time, you know, we have all those pharma things coming to us about stuff we don't, we don't even know what these are, but we're supposed to rush to our doctor and find out about it. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's a, you know, um, just a real big gap. So there's no, um, I would say particularly in the 40 to 60 year old range, there's there's hardly anything. You know, it's really um, sort of the younger woman and then the very much like we need medicine kind of woman. You know, there's, there's nothing that's really um, talking to the vibrancy, even of the older women. There's nothing that's, that's addressing all of this and how, how great that group is. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the big things you talk about in this survey is that, you know, women, you know, have this sense of being ageless. We don't see ourselves as old or slowing down. As I said, you know, we're, we're, this is a time for so many great things to happen. And you captured some of that women exploring new paths or, you know, whatever it is that they're doing, but somehow brands don't think of it. They don't see us as being these ageless dynamic people. I mean, they're certainly not projecting that to us in any way. No, not at all. In fact, they, they don't seem to understand at all how 
how um, rich and full of life this group is. It's, it's really crazy. And the, the really bananas thing about that is that these women are buying all the same things that the younger people are. And imagine if, <laughs> if the brands just put a little effort toward them, um, how great that would be. And I think also, this is just a little bit of a tangent, but I feel like um, there are some brands that think they're doing that now, but what they do is they'll stick in a token woman. And generally she's much older, like eight, right. seven, and she's usually exceptional, like a crazy exceptional, like a famous model or Elon Musk's mom or, or someone like that. Right. And, and so Helen Mirren, you know, she's that, in every beauty not, product ad, you know. Yeah, right. That's still not speaking to, to no. Yeah. No, it's not. So so no wonder we no wonder we feel frustrated. And yeah, you know, there's so many times I look at some of these uh, spots and I'm like, you could so easily have put a woman in her 50s or 60s in here and it wouldn't have changed them like for example car commercials when is the last time you saw a woman driving in her 50s or 60s in a car yeah. commercial who unless you stand there behind her husband who's kind of making the decision you know so maybe instead of matthew mcconaughey you know being the voice of lincoln you know there should be some vibrant you know, 60 something. Meryl Streep should be driving, uh, you know, sports cars somewhere, but it just doesn't happen. And newsflash, they buy a lot of cars. You know, there yes. are a lot of things that this group is buying. They right. And we buy high end cars too, yeah. automotive buying, industry people. Yes. <laughs> they're buying all kinds of things that, you know, people buy. <laughs> yeah. Long green shirt. You know, they're buying clothes, they're buying. Everything. And then even all the beauty products, you know, it's all around anti-aging and I know we're trying to get away from that, but it's still, you know, that's the focus. How do you get rid of your, you know, it's, and as you know, your survey said, it's like, all we are, all we're focused on is getting rid of our wrinkles. I mean, it's, <laughs> yes, wouldn't that be nice, but that's not really the, the, yeah. the, the point of the message, you know, and uh yeah. So, I mean, I just, I, you know, it just seems like just even you're right, just changing, just putting the right people in some of these where, where they can. I know, for example, at the Three Tomatoes, you know, we do we cover a lot of things on style, fashion and shopping. And, you know, we and our stylists, you know, we, we have to pull things from these websites, you know, the big department stores and whatnot. And I can't tell you the number of times that women will leave comments and saying, well, you know, of course, that's going to look great. Why are you always picking, you know, why is it always a 20 something, you know, size zero model? And I'm like, well, because <laughs> they're not showing us there. Well, I'd be very happy to put those images in, but we're just not being or seen there, there you know oh, or else there's a you know extreme extreme size model or someone who's large but has no cellulite or something. yes <laughs> yeah yeah and and one of the things we did find in our survey is that um so many many women feel like brand uh, brands overestimate their focus on their looks you know that that's not not really exactly the way these women are feeling. Yes, they want to look good. Yes, they want to feel good. Do they want to be 25 again? No, for the most part, no, not at all. Um, so to try to sort of tell 
women that they need to anti-age or try to look like they used to is is not really what they want to hear and not what they're interested in yeah um it's just exactly and you know and i often think too you know one of the people i really admire is uh, gina davis and her institute on 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 gender in the media and her focus has has always been on um portraying women in a much better role so that girls growing up can see women as leaders and and powerful women and as she says you know if they can see it they can be it but i also feel that way about how women my age are being portrayed because you know it's younger people need to see us to to be it and believe it and it's really interesting when you look at um happiness surveys because people in their 50s and 60s are much happier than people in their 30s and 40s and and some of that is because people in in people in their 20s and 30s especially they're afraid of getting old but if we were actually portrayed more positively to them maybe they would aspire to be us and say well i can't wait to feel happy and fulfilled and free and have more creativity so i think that um there's a lot that that brands could be doing to really help with that messaging. That is true. Just showing these women. It's, I mean, I say role models, but it's really just the women that are out there. And then there are some, so many wonderful, exceptional women like Kamala, our vice president. Yeah, (laughs) Um, exactly. And, and I mean, they're around, you just have to put them front and center. I think, I think it's great. I do think that there are, Actually, a fancy, we get so many young people that want to work with us, um, writing to us, getting in touch, and we can't hire them all or many of them at all, but it's just really interesting. And there are certain, um, there's one woman I know named Charlotte Jap, and her whole mission is to connect older and younger um, people because she feels like there's so much both can can learn from each other and it's true it's not just you know it's great to be mentored both directions it's just just time to sort of accept all ages and yeah and and i think that's great i think i love to i love hearing that people want to come in and be part of what you're doing young young people because that's and we also did have a 50 year old intern for a while or in her 50s older over 50. So, yeah. That's great too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And another interesting thing too in your survey was that uh, women really felt that uh, that brands should play a role in um, in furthering you know furthering us in society. You know whether it was in gender equality and the general message. You know it wasn't just about products. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, talk, yeah. Talk to that a little bit because I thought that was really, really interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting too. Um, they really felt like, in order to sort of help things along, that brands had a responsibility. You know, they you're you're putting a message out there, and right, and now brands are touching you in so many parts of your life if they're touching you, <laughs> and um, and you can either you you have, have a choice to make. You can either move the cultural needle, do something that's going to be positive and have a positive effect on people and most likely then help you connect with them. Or you can just go along with this kind of old status quo. And all, I think seven out of 10, I'm looking at facts now, of the women that we surveyed thought that brands should have a stronger role in advancing women's issues. Um, a bunch of them, eight out of 10, thought that they should 
play a role in advancing gender equality? And nine out of 10 said that brands should play a positive role in debunking gender stereotypes. I mean, they're really looking to brands to do these things, to not just sit around and try to sell stuff, you know, but, but to play an active role. And that's also a, a hint as to how they would attract these women is by doing those kinds of things. So um, it was interesting to put that, uh, to feel that a brand or a company that sells some product to you should have that responsibility. But I think that anyone who's, who's putting their message out in the world really has a choice to make, whether they're gonna do something positive and change things in a, in a good way or not. So they agreed with me. <laughs> well, I think it's, yeah. And I think it's, I think there's, there's just so many important insights that really came out of this that, um, you know, will really help make you such, your agency such a great partner for brands who are really, uh, really interested in how do we talk to these women and how, and how do we, how do we best reach them? And then it's not just the, the messaging, because I, I do want to come back to the, to the media placement part of this, because it impacts me a lot. And I've had conversations with some, some PR people about this too, because there are, you know, we talked about these beauty brands that are being targeted to, you know, mid midlife women and beyond. And yet, if you look at their media placements, they're placing them in places that are reaching a younger demographic, which was always so strange to me. In fact, more magazines said one of the reasons they had to close down was because they couldn't get the advertisers for the same reason. Yeah. And I had a conversation with the head of one of the a big PR firm that handles a lot of beauty products. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, we would love, we're the, the three to minutes is the perfect place for some of these brands. And she said, you're absolutely right, but they don't want to be in places where it's perceived to be marketed to older people, even though that's what the, that's who the products supposedly are for. Yeah. So I kind of think that goes to the 20 something media people. It's like when we kind of go back to the you know, the all guys in the creative department who are trying to talk to women, but I think it, to a large degree, you know, media uh, people tend to be um, very, very young too. And they look at that lens in a very different way. So uh, I just had to get off that no, off my chest. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I, we are not a media agency, so I can't speak to it that well. But I do think that, um, you know, that's another place where there's just a disconnect. Like all they need to do is talk to some of these women, like really talk to them and know what they're doing, where they're looking, where, where they're, what kinds of places they are visiting and, and what's affecting them. And then that should fix that. But so, yeah, you're right. so who do you think is doing it right out there right now? Who's a good example? Um, I, I think that, um, there are a lot of this is this is a new thing like lately i'd say in the last year maybe two um there have been a lot of brands coming out that are focusing on this age group particularly menopause mm -hmm. um, and it's been great that's brand new because when we started when we when we decided we wanted to speak with these women we spoke to a lot of uh clients, ex-clients, and sort of did an audit to see if they thought it was a viable target. And they all told us, oh, it's a great idea, but don't, you know, don't put all your eggs in that basket because um, no one's putting their money in toward those kinds of brands or, or talking to those people, even though they should be. 
So now there are all of these brands and especially in menopause and femtech um, that are focused on this woman. There's um, a brand called State of Womaness. Um, there's Kindra. There are um, some beauty brands, um, something called Poswell Aging. And right. we just did a campaign for Hair Biology, which is um, a PNG brand. And they, it was fantastic. I mean, we got to really show um, the campaigns called Show Your Age. And it's all about um, the great things that happen as you age, you know, and, and to kind of to celebrate that and focus on, you know, all the, all the experience and knowledge and don't give a shit kind of badass <laughs> the way you are. And, and that, um, that was liberating. And that's, that's a company that was not too interested in doing that a while ago. So they're creating brands that want to speak to this group. But the problem is most of the general market brands are the brands that are for not typically only focused on this group are kind of doing a bad job. They're the ones that are doing the one token woman. Right. It's really kind of not representative of the, anyone in the group and, um, and that kind of thing. So it's yeah. really a great thing to see these new brands, but I wish that the rest of the world would, would catch up. That's um, a great point. I mean, it's great to hear there are products that are specifically being marketed to us. And I know that whole femtech you know, sexuality products that are coming, that's really exploding. And most of that is, is also to, you know, to, to women 50 and up. And that's, that's a great opportunity in, in a lot of ways, but you're right. There's so many other brands that we, yeah. we still buy and use in markets that they need right. to wake up. You it know? doesn't only have to be a menopause product, you know, exactly toothpaste <laughs> or something. Yeah. So, so hopefully it will, I mean, that's a great step in the right direction. And I think um, one thing I didn't mention about our survey, and I know you know this, but it was really, the best thing about it was really realizing how great these women felt about themselves. You know, um, we had, I know there were a few quotes in the survey, but we could have gone on and on. I mean, it, and I think at first um, it was interesting because women were saying that they felt you know, cooler, sexier, better, more confident than they ever thought they would at that age. I mean, right. younger people were raised when people, when this group was younger, they were sort of taught to think that 50 is so old. And so they turn 40, 50, 60, and they're like, whoa, I can't believe how great I feel and better than I ever did, you know, and I never thought I would. So that was, that was really great to hear. And I think getting that word out to the world is really important. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. So um, this has been a, gr a great conversation and I feel so much better hearing what you've said. And just the fact that there's a, there's a group like Fancy out there focusing on this, that you're working with brands who, who do want to think about this now. I think that's really encouraging. So, you know, we need, we, we all need to band together on this one. <laughs> That's for That's sure. That's for sure. Thanks for helping us get the word out. Um, <laughs> we're, well, we're all in it together. Thank you so much. And it's fancy. How do, how do people find you? Fancy and fancynyc.com is our website. So come visit anytime. That's, that's, that's great. So keep up the great work you're doing. And um, thank you for everything. 
Yeah, thank you, Cheryl. I love what you're doing. Okay. Talk to you later.